Welcome to Strategy of the Commons, where we ask, are we capable of living sustainably? And if so, what's stopping us? My name's Nikki Rinaldi, and let's get into this. Hey everyone, welcome back. So with this episode, we will begin our new series, and it's the first series that I'll be doing by request. I've been asked to talk about what people can be doing as individuals to live more sustainably. So I'll spend the next several weeks talking about how people can maybe change their daily lives to be more sustainable, as well as what may stand in the way of people making those changes and how those challenges can be overcome. So to start things off, I'll be discussing garbage and recycling. In the U.S., 230 million tons of trash are generated per year. Dealing with this waste is a huge problem because landfills are sources of air and water pollution, and although recycling programs exist around the world, they are often highly inefficient and result in only a fraction of recyclables actually being recycled. So what can individuals do to help address these problems? Well, probably the easiest and most effective things people can do are also the most obvious. The classic reduce, reuse, recycle is always good to keep in mind, although it is also good to remember that those three things are not all equally good. Reducing consumption and subsequently reducing waste generation is the best option because it avoids producing unnecessary waste at all. Being able to reuse waste generated in its present form is the next best thing because it does not require additional energy to alter it. And finally, recycling is a lower tier of reuse because it requires energy, but is still better than sending waste to the landfill. In some countries, particularly Sweden, there's an additional tier between recycling and landfills, which involves burning waste to generate energy. When done correctly and following best practice guidelines, air quality is not an issue from waste to energy systems. These systems do, however, produce carbon emissions but advocates argue that these emissions are no worse than those coming from natural gas power plants, such as those used in California, and they provide the additional service of diverting waste from landfills. The thing is though, reduce, reuse, recycle isn't a new idea. So what's keeping people from practicing it more? Well, in a lot of ways, waste is a byproduct of consumption. So reducing waste really means reducing consumption, which is hard in a society where there is so much pressure to consume. By becoming more aware of their consumption, not just from a financial cost perspective, but also from an environmental cost perspective, people may choose to reduce their overall consumption. Another option is that people can change their consumption patterns by doing things like choosing items with minimal packaging, which would result in less waste. When thinking about reuse, many people often think only about reusing their own waste, such as reusing plastic bags and things, but supporting a secondhand economy is also reusing. So buying used or secondhand furniture, clothes, electronics, and cars is also a form of reusing. By choosing to reuse, people can help divert waste from landfills. Finally, recycling is one of the trademark concepts people think about when they think about environmentalism, but it's unfortunately a rather flawed system. Only about 9% of what can be recycled gets recycled, and it's largely not because of any failure on the level of the individual. I don't want to get too far into the specifics of the issues of recycling, because I think it would be an interesting topic for its own episode, 
but people should continue to take advantage of local recycling programs because it's better to try, but people should try and reduce and reuse wherever possible before opting to recycle. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Come back next week where I'll be discussing transportation options.